how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, hoops handicappers? It's the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Your host, Jeff Clark's here. It's Friday, January 28th. Uh, I got three best bets in the 11-game NBA slate tonight. Uh, shout out to the presenting website of this podcast, sportsbookwire.usatoday.com. You could read my daily NBA handicaps and breakdowns uh, from a betting perspective, all major sports before you make a wager. All these bets that I'm going to be talking about today will be published to the website in writing. So check them out. Look for your boy, Jeff Clark. It's Jeff with a G. Um also, shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, Tipico Sportsbook. They're also the odds provider for this podcast, and they're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply you must be 21 or older, so please see Tipico's website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. All right, so once again, we got an 11-game slate in the uh, Friday, uh, January 28th NBA card. Um, I went 2-1 and one on my best bets Thursday. There was only two games, the Lakers playing the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers won that game handedly, I think 105 to 87. Um, but I put all my action in the second game in the primetime doubleheader, which was the Minnesota Timberwolves going against the Golden State Warriors. Um, I took the over 230 in that game, which cash, I believe, should have these in front of me, but I believe the um, the uh, Golden State Warriors won 124 to 115. I hit on Andrew Wiggins over 16 and a half points. He was actually just named as a uh, Western Conference uh, All Star and one of the starters um, for the Western Conference. So congratulations to him. And he uh, ended up cashing uh, with 19 points. I also took over Jared Vanderbilt nine and a half rebounds, which was my one loser. So it was two and one Thursday. Uh, Vanderbilt finished with eight rebounds. Um, he, uh, the, the Minnesota used him to, to apply a lot of ball pressure to ball handlers and specifically Steph Curry. So that's where most of his bandwidth went to, uh, last night and probably a big reason why, uh, he went under his rebounding total. So that stunk, but we eked out a win two and one Thursday, six and six this week, moved my record to 27 and 23, 54%. This month, doing pretty good, uh, struggling a little bit down the stretch here, but hopefully we can end this week um, on a winning note. Also, I might come back tomorrow for a podcast um, because there's no football, uh, no college, no NFL football. So you guys are probably itching for more things to bet, more handicaps. Hopefully you are. I'm itching to get these um, picks out to you guys. So um, I could be uh, back tomorrow with some picks, but. Either way, wrapping up January, hopefully we can finish it on a winning note. I have three best bets, and I got a couple leans that I can talk to you guys about, but let's focus on my best bets. I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, plus one and a half points, and they host the Indiana Pacers. Then I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies, minus four and a half, um, after they, uh, when they host the uh, Utah Jazz. And then I'm going with the Chicago Bulls. 
um, plus one and a half points as well. Yeah, plus one and a half points as they're visiting the San Antonio Spurs. My two leans are the Hornets laying the points against the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, Minnesota Timberwolves getting roughly eight and a half points um, against the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Suns. Excuse me. <clears throat> so. Let's go through the, 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 the likes first, and then I'll talk about the leans uh, briefly at the end. But the first game I'm interested in here and, and have money on is the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 14-33, and 33, playing the 17-32 and 32 Indiana Pacers. Um, they're minus 108 at home, so slight home underdogs, plus one, uh, plus one and a half on the spread. Uh, I'm just going to take OKC plus one and a half points. We actually bet them Monday in their last game in a one 111-110 loss to the Chicago Bulls. We got super lucky in that one. Um, and that was one of the like the worst bad beats of the week, even though there's been some pretty ugly bad beats this week. Um, so why not go back to the well, take the one and a half again, just in case Indiana somehow ekes out a, a one-point victory. But Pacers were just bludgeoned in their last game on Wednesday, 158-126 to by the... Uh, by the Charlotte Hornets and 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 I'm I'm on the Thunder here plus one and a half is more of a fade against Indiana. They are uh, an NBA's worst zero and seven against the spread as a road favorite, and they have a minus eleven point five ATS differential as a road favorite. So um, it's been the most profitable fading Indiana as a road favorite. They're three six and one against the spread versus teams below five hundred on the road. So they don't even they you know just add more color to that stat they they don't play well um against bad teams or bad teams on the road i guess also it's a good spot for okc they're seven two and one in the last 10 home games against a spread in the last 10 home games excuse me they're ninth in ats differential versus bottom 10 teams by adjusted net rating according to cleaningtheglass.com they're 16 and 6 against the spread versus teams below 500 and seven and two against the spread um, versus below 500 teams at home. Also, they have a rest advantage. Like I said, they last played Monday. Indiana last played Wednesday. And with a rest edge, OKC is 6-3-2 against the number um, with a plus 3.4 ATS differential. Furthermore, Shea Gildress-Alexander, Alexander, excuse me, the point guard of OKC, is by far the best player on the court. And DeMontis Sabonis could be making his return for Indiana, but I actually think he's overrated. I think Shea uh, will light up Indiana's backcourt, who are missing its two best defenders in Malcolm Brogdon and TJ McConnell. Um, And Sabonis, to me, is an overrated outside shooter, and OKC actually plays pretty good defense around the rim. So I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder as a partial fade against Indiana. They're terrible as a road favorite. And OKC, uh, is, this is a really good spot for them. So let's go with the Thunder, plus one and a half. Moving on to the next game, I'm looking at the Memphis Grizzlies, minus four and a half. When they host the um, Utah Jazz, the Grizzlies are surging red hot right now. Um, they're um, 33 and 17. Actually, have a better record than the Utah Jazz, 30 and 19. Jazz have won two of their last eight. I think they've only covered in two of those games as well. Chopped one. Um, Memphis, I believe, is seven and three straight up and against the number over the last 10 games. Obviously, it's a bit of a rivalry matchup because um, these two teams met in the first round of last year's playoffs. And uh, Grizzlies stole game one, but then the Jazz um, beat them the next four games. Grizzlies actually um, 
won the first game, uh, the first meeting between these two this season. Hold on, let me go get those stats real quick, or or that um that um that score. Um, but Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, and John Moran, I think, combined for eighty six points in that game. Um, it was a one nineteen to one eighteen win for Memphis. They were eleven point dogs. It was against a fully healthy, fully uh, loaded. Um, Utah Jazz team. The uh, the Memphis Grizzlies were also without Dylan Brooks, who they'll be without for this game as well. But they got Bain back last week or last game. He looked great, and um, and the Utah Jazz are still going to be without Rudy Gobert, which is pretty much the highlight of the foundation of this handicap. They could be getting back Donovan Mitchell, but this is a terrible backcourt for Donovan Mitchell to be facing in his first game back. John Morant was just named a Western Conference All-Star starter. He's flying high. Desmond Bain is back. Desmond Bain is an elite on-ball defender, perimeter shooter, and can even create his own shot. And It's just a tough matchup for Donovan Mitchell if he were to come back. But uh, the main reason is, again, no go bear. Is, uh, it's an easy spot to fade the Jazz, and I'll just lay the four and a half points. Uh, Jazz are one and six straight up without Gobert, and Memphis can exploit uh, the Jazz pretty easily without Gobert. Uh, Memphis likes to attack the rim and the paint. They have the sixth highest uh, rate of field goals, or attempt the sixth highest rate of field goals at the rim. They have the highest volume of short mid-range jump shots, and Utah's opponents are shooting get this four and a half percent better at the rim and 4% better in the short men range when Gobert is off the floor. Also, um, the, uh, the, the, the Jazz obviously allow, allow a lot more points in the paint without Gobert, and, and Memphis is one of the uh, scores, some of the most scores, um, I think in the top five most point, paint points per game. So it's an area weakness, uh, Utah, the paint, and around the rim without Gobert. Also, Utah gets very careless at the Rock. They're 21st in offensive turnover rate, and they allow the 25th or the 25th in points off of turnovers allowed per game. Also, Memphis very, very disruptive. Uh, applies a mad ball pressure. They're fourth in defensive turnover rate, third in points off of turnovers per game. Um, obviously, Grizzlies are going to be jacked up to play the team that eliminated them and the team who's beaten up on them over the years. Um, also, John Morant has been playing with a chip on his shoulder despite being named a Western Conference All-Star. I think he's got bigger aspirations and, and, and wants to win at least one playoff series with this team. So I think they're going to be locked in. I think they're going to hammer the Jazz. I'm taking the Grizzlies minus four and a half. Next best bet, I don't have that much analysis on it, but I'm going with the Chicago Bulls over the San Antonio Spurs. It's not just because I hate the San Antonio Spurs and blacklisted them as a team that I bet on. That is true, but I'll take the Bulls plus one and a half because the San Antonio Spurs have really no one, like no one, to defend Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Right now, Keldon Johnson might be guarding DeMar DeRozan. Keldon Johnson's a pretty good player, not a very good defensive player, and DeMar DeRozan should be able to have his way against him. Uh, DeMar DeRozan actually played for San Antonio for a couple years before joining Chicago this offseason. So he's probably got some homies still on the team on whether it be bragging rights or he left on bad uh, and bad with bad, bad vibes. I expect a motivated DeMar DeRozan in this game to light up his former team. 
Also, Zach Levine is an all-star caliber player, should be making the all-star team when they announce their reserves. And he's slated to be defended by either Derek White or um, or McDermott. So Zach Levine's just going to be able to massacre the interior of San Antonio. So should DeMar DeRozan. Jakob Pertl, the uh, pretty good defensive um, big for San Antonio, is going to have his hands tied with Nikola Vucevic. So I think Levine and DeRozan are going to run wild. Also, Chicago is a very, very good shooting team. San Antonio is a terrible outside shooting team. Chicago also um, takes a lot of attempts in the mid-range, and San Antonio has one of the worst defensive mid-range shooting uh, percentages in the league. Also, they're not a very good three-point defense, and Chicago can light it up from behind the arc. Um, There seems to be... um, According to the betting splits or, or bet slip, or excuse me, um, pregame.com, uh, it appears though the money and the public, the money is on San Antonio, but the public is on Chicago. But um, the the San Antonio opened or the look ahead was uh, San Antonio getting four points, then they're down to one and a half. So the market has hammered the Spurs. Um, I think the 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 line should be closer to Bulls minus two and a half. So there's been far too much line movement. Chicago um, performs really well as a road favorite, and um, and San Antonio performs terribly as a road underdog. Granted, they're a road favorite technically. However, they started as a road or uh, as a home underdog and have been bet through zero and up to a slight home favorite. Again, I think the Bulls should be a road favorite. And San Antonio should be a home underdog, which they perform terribly at. But mostly, they just have no wing defense. Levine and DeMar DeRozan are going to get in San Antonio's keister on Friday night. So those are my three best bets. I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder plus one and a half hosting the Indiana Pacers. I'm going with the Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half hosting the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to take the Bulls plus one and a half as they visit the San Antonio Spurs. My two leans are the Charlotte Hornets laying the points against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Los Ange- the reason why it's only a lean, though, is because it's too hard to make heads or tails of who's going to be out there for the Lakers. Both LeBron James and Anthony Davis are questionable. LeBron missed um, yesterday the uh, yesterday's L.A. game against or yesterday's Lakers game against Philadelphia. I think he rested yesterday to give AD the night off tonight. And if that's the case, I love Charlotte here. Um, They should be able to ball pressure and and force LA into a bunch of turnovers and then their offensive rebounding um, prowess or how how much they crash crash the glass should really work against an LA team that struggles on the defensive glass. So I lean to Charlotte laying the points, but until we get a final injury report, I can't go with it. And we also, also, I just got to do more analysis on this game, and I'm just not ready to publicly pick it, but I am going to write it up for Sportsbook Wire today. I'm going to take the Memphis, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves plus eight and a half against the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is missing two of, uh, two centers and DeAndre and Javal McGee. Obviously, that's a nightmare versus Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns actually played pretty well, I think, in his first game uh, with the uh, the first Timberwolves Suns game this season. Timberwolves um, covered in that game. Um, I think it was a 99-95 Phoenix win. Um, Phoenix has actually got a losing ATS record as a home favorite, and Minnesota's got a winning ATS record as a road underdog. 
But uh, I got to do a little more analysis on that game, and I'm not not ready to publicly give it out. So I'll just lean Minnesota, but look out for my handicaps today on Sportsbook Wire, and I'll uh, I'm breaking down six games. So you can see uh, more of my handicaps or, or, or NBA betting insights for today. But good luck whether you fade or follow me. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Best of luck. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.